0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 389, recorded on February 6th, 2019. Home Gadget, uh, nice. let me try that one again. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find the way News reviews, product updates, and conversation—all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuyTV studios here in a very blustery, cold, and Mike the polar vortex. Which I don't know if a storm event has made that much news in a while. I mean, State of the Union, no. Polar vortex, yes. It was Definitely. it was, it was, was insane, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had, you know, I think Jim, we got to, I mean, our wind chills were crazy low, but I think our temperature even was like negative 14 without wind chill. Yeah. And then you add wind chill in negative 34 to bring it around to a tech angle real quick. I've never been able to integrate our weather intro to some tech. Uh, Good. I got very scared this weekend and I, it's still, I have not confirmed if it's fixed yet, but I looked outside so after two whole days so Jim uh for our guests I guess who don't know we went through this polar vortex we had like negative 14 negative 34 40 wind chill then the very next day it was 50 degrees so i mean a huge massive swing i look outside and i have that outdoor tv it's an outdoor rated tv um and It looked like there was ice all over the front of the TV. Like, and my whole back patio is covered, so that never happens. This thing never gets wet, nothing. Uh, I go out there, and the top layer of the film on the TV has bubbled all up. I mean, it is just, it is all bubbles. So it looks like it's covered in the sheet of bubbled glass or like ice, but it's all bubbled up. I'm like, it's ruined like the the heat change caused the front to just bubble all up. So I'm like, well, OK, I mean, lesson learned, I guess if it ever gets that cold again, I'll pull it in. I'm like, OK, whatever. The next day, Jim, I go out there. It's perfectly fine. Like it shrunk back into place perfectly. Wow. I don't know what caused it, how wow. that happened, but yeah, it bubbled entirely up. Now it's all back flat. I have not turned on. I'm like, I'm going to give it some time, let it really get, you know, back to normal. I'm going to wait till the temperatures warm back up because now it's back to being, you know, below freezing again here. Uh, but the oddest behavior I've ever seen for a screen like that to
0: bubble up and then go right back to normal. Yeah, outdoor TVs take a beating. It's tough on those things. It'll be interesting to how, how old do you think that TV is now?
1: You know, it, it's a fairly new TV. So, I mean, it was there in the, on the back patio when we bought the house, uh, we bought it two years ago. It, I, it seems pretty new though. I would yeah. say, you know, it's really flat. Um, it's 1080p. It's not 4k or anything like that. It's Outdoor, pretty hefty. I, It's I like hefty.
0: It's a nice hefty. Brand.
1: Yeah. So I'm guessing four years old, maybe yeah. four or five. Uh, if that, they might've put that in honestly a year before, we even moved in. I don't know. So it could yeah. be as new as probably three years.
0: Well, it'd be interesting to see. It's a tough, you know, to have a hundred point. Well, to count the wind chill. it was probably 70 if you think air temperature, but we swung in 24 hours, 70 degrees. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, it's electronic. Super cold. And then it was really, it was foggy and really wet. and Yes. I, super I, humid. What was really bizarre is we had about five, four or five inches of snow, maybe three to four inches of snow on the ground. And I never saw any of it run off, but it was in a day it was gone like the fog sucked it up it was super weird it yeah it's almost like it, it all went up. into the air instead of on the ground yeah. i totally agree yeah so we're like clear of snow and uh temperatures are back in the teens today but we, we got some snow coming here but yeah mike it'll be interesting to see you know whenever you put that kind of equipment outside i have been thinking about putting some outdoor speakers i bought some lights some christmas lights on clearance to put underneath the kind of underneath the rails on the deck, a cheap way of kind of, uh, I, I did look at some Q uh, rope lighting for that, but it was like $90 versus 79 cents. Cause I bought the lights at clearance, you know, uh, right after Christmas. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go with 79 cents. So, um, that stuff just takes a beating. You just, I have put multiple, you know, those little post lamp, uh, solar lamps you would put on top of yeah. a post and they're not very bright but it's good enough at night and they're supposed to stay on i the man I, those things either wear out or the the solar piece gets some film on the inside so fast and then of course it doesn't work it it after that it, it can't get photo photo photovoltaic i guess is what that's called so i go through those things any any kind of that tech do you have you have speakers out there as well or is it just a yeah, speaker on the tv
1: yep so well there's there's two mounted on the wall. Those are Bose outdoor speakers. So those work fantastic. And those ones are tucked right up against the house under the overhang. So those are fine and temperatures never affected them. And then we have a, just a, a cheap sound bar right below the TV Where that's at, uh that seems to be working well too. But Jim, I guess after I've seen how well this TV has held in there with all of the weather we have, I think I will never put a regular TV out there. I will always go for the outdoor rated because this one is outdoor rated and I can see the reason why. Um it can be rainy, wet, humid, hot, and this thing doesn't the screen is is perfect. It's it's great and all that weather. Well,
0: not unusual here in Nebraska to get a 60 or 70 you know, degree swing in a day. We, we, this, that's, you know, we think of that in here on the Plains, uh, just not that unusual. So you do got to kind of think when you're thinking about your outdoor ge- gear, whether it's a grill, TVs, sound equipment, you know, whatever you're putting out there uh, it's going to be pretty tough. And you, you, you kind of think those nights, those cold nights, you know, we're having some, and this is not tech related at all, but we're having some trouble with the ash bore. You know, the, there's a beetle that's killing all of our ash trees. Oh, really? And it's kind of making its way across the Midwest, starting in Colorado, it's now, in, now in Nebraska, working its way across the Midwest. And that almost every ta- ash tree is going to die um, early because of these, these ash bores. And, uh, but they said it got so cold in some parts of the Midwest that they think it set back the ash borer, like all the larvae died because it got too cold. Oh, interesting. And yeah, and you kind of think, oh, that's interesting. So, anyways, super cold, and uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the reminders, if you are living here in the Midwest or anywhere where it gets really cold, watch your batteries because if you leave a battery out in that kind of cold, and it's got any kind of weakness in it at all, it's an older battery, it it you've used it a lot, that cold could absolutely just crush it. And uh, you know, the cars when we had that that you know that morning where it was really really cold. I always told people, okay, we're going to find out who needs new batteries, uh, because the cold will just crush those batteries and kill cells or kill the battery itself, and uh, it's just harsh, it's harsh yeah. weather, and you gotta you gotta guard your gear. Well, uh, don't forget you can get the show notes. We'll have some some links to a lot of things we mentioned out there out there at thearchguy.tv. Don't forget you can also listen to us on the mobile app if you haven't downloaded that yet. iPhone, Android, just go to the store, search Home Gadget Geeks, download it. Super easy, super free. I want to thank our Patreon subscribers who are faithful every single month. And if you support us on Patreon, doing it this way, thank you for doing that. Um, I just appreciate it. I have the, we have the most steady Patreon providers in the world. Which either you're super faithful, or you forgot that you actually supported me on Patreon. So, <laughs> thank you for doing that. And uh, appreciate your, your uh, Patreon support out there. Brian Hour says, uh, go ahead and let the batteries die. He needs the business. So <laughs> Br- Brian's in the battery business. So, um, so we appreciate you doing that full show tonight. Lots of good stuff to catch up on last week. First show we missed in a while, but thanks for giving us the week off. Uh, busy webcasting at Gallup. I had eight webcasts to do. The Monday show, the Monday afternoon show, 400 live, Mike. I, that, you know, we get 15 or 20 and it's pretty awesome when we do it here and we get, we get folks uh, Saturday mornings when I do ask the podcast coach with Dave Jackson, we'll do 25 or 30, but to have 400 in a chat room, Mike, that's pretty crazy. No kidding. I'd, I wouldn't
1: know what to do. Were
0: you it having rolled, trouble? With it rolls us? fast. Yeah. I was going to say well, how fast it rolls. They kind of regulate themselves in some ways and it didn't get ever, didn't ever get out of hand, but with 400, it absolutely could. And You know, these are professionals. This is a business podcast. I'm not all that worried about those things, but uh, it it could get out of hand. So uh, thanks for giving us the week off. Several of you contacted me either via email or Twitter and said, Hey, uh, caught up, (laughs) you know, so the week off. Good job. Uh, You got caught up and now it's time to uh, stay current. Don't forget, we are live on Thursdays. If you want to come out and join us live, we'd appreciate that as well. A couple announcements right off the top. Cyber Frontiers 52 is out. Well, that's not really true. I'm still, as I'm saying this, but by the time you listen to it, uh, we will have the next edition of Cyber Frontiers out. We catch up with Christian. He talks about where he's been and what he's doing with Amazon. So you might want to kind of catch up on that and uh, some of the work he's done, some pretty cool stuff. I'll be honest with you, Mike, I had really didn't quite understand what he was doing. And even as he was talking, he had to kind of school me on it. By the end of the conversation, yeah, I kind of understood it. So if you had some questions, it's really cool, and it's not what you think, what he's doing at Amazon. So you want to check that out. And then we have a big, long conversation on AI. If you've been following our AI conversations, that may be one where um, he, he just probably has one of the most grounded opinions and thoughts about AI. Go out and check it out, Cyber Frontiers 52. You can get it off the website or subscribe to the the actual feed, if you want to get that way. And then a couple uh, months ago now, but uh, I talk about this guy all the time, Vint Cerf, right? One of the fathers of the Internet. Uh, He and a couple guys helped found that at UCLA in 1976. I got a chance to interview him at Gallup, which is really, really cool. Kind of a dream come true uh, for me. And uh, it's it's a very Gallup related. We talk about one of our um, entrepreneurial uh, assessment tools that we have. But Vint really talks about a lot of what he, in the role of an expert in some of the jobs that he's done, talks about some interesting technologies. One, I'll just give you a hint or a a little sneak peek. He talks about a, they're now creating concrete that absorbs CO2. So, you know, we have a little CO2 problem on the planet, right? We're producing too much of it. In current way they make concrete, it actually gives off CO2, but they've engineered it now to consume it like you would, So you would bury it inside concrete, which is kind of an interesting thought, right? Yeah, no kidding. So, um, you know, global warming or not, an interesting conversation. If you go to theaverageguy.tv slash vent, V-I-N-T, theaverageguy.tv slash vent, that will take you to the video where we talk about that. I think you'll like it. Not at all like Home Gadget Geeks. Not at all. In fact, another host, I am just the producer of that one. I talk a little bit. I ask a few questions. Very, very different than Home Gadget Geeks. But if you are a tech guy and you are into the internet, that's probably nine one hundred and two percent of my audience. I don't know where the other two percent came from, but that's that is uh, I don't know aliens maybe I don't know
1: yeah yeah uh,
0: yeah oh I wonder if we broadcast to space
1: and babies right. in the womb right yeah. there there oh, there you go for the ladies,
0: the pregnant ladies there's, there's your other two percent 2%. Mike you you restarted suit and scrubs. I forgot we did. to, I didn't write that in the show notes, but yeah. it's super great. Talk a little bit about that for folks that maybe need another podcast to listen to.
1: Yeah. If you're looking for something, uh suit and scrubs is my wife and I's podcast. Uh, I'm a suit. I'm a lawyer. She's a scrub. She works in healthcare. Basically, that title just represents how different we are. Uh, We're just polar opposites. Our careers are polar opposites, but it it makes our marriage great. Uh, So if you want to go out, it's kind of just a funny comedic perspective on parenting and marriage. Uh, We do some fun competitions. We talk about our life. So yeah, if you want to go to that suitandscrubs.com, you guys can head out there and take a listen. Also on there though, uh, Hannah... So we started a blog on there as well, kind of a, a parenting marriage blog. I wrote Uh, our first entry last year um and then we that's when we had started up the podcast again obviously our second kid came we had to take a hiatus so hannah just got us back into the game on the blog side as well she wrote a dynamite article on essentially the struggles a mom goes through when thinking about you know having a, a career outside of the home right so your career of being a mom your career outside the home and kind of you know what it's like in the modern day of judging moms, you know, and, and how that goes. So, uh, just a a fantastic perspective that she gave in that article. So we're going to be doing a lot more blogging, podcasting over there. Our next podcast is due out here in a few days. So, uh, sticking with it and it's a total blast. So yeah, hopefully you guys will come out and check out that. So suitandscrubs.com. We're also all over the social media pages at Scrubs. I'm not going to give it away, but I am. You get totally schooled on that podcast, by the way. (laughs) I think I do. Yes, I totally do. Although we found out it was rigged later. It had something to do with NFL, and I was just failing on the uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it's a great podcast to listen to. I really enjoyed it. I laughed the whole time you guys were doing it. But Hannah's actually a really great podcaster. Like she's really she's Jim. Good at Jim, this. don't tell her this, but
1: she's the secret sauce. Like I, you know, I'm just there. She makes the show. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah, uh, super great. We did do a little competition on the latest episode where we took definitions or terms that we use in our careers. So in the legal field and in the occupational therapy field, and we quizzed each other on uh, on if we knew what the meanings were. So that was a fun
0: little segment. I enjoyed that one. It's a great companion podcast to this one like i cuz they're
1: totally so different. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, but i i just it gives an inside look at you. Like we don't we you and i both talk tech. Right. And if you follow me at Gallup, like a lot of there we we have some crossover. I have some coaches that follow me at Gallup and a lot of the work that i do at Gallup is very much about me. You know, it, me and what i do in my job and some of those kinds of things. The, the work that i do with Clifton Strengths, we don't get that side from you a lot here and to hear right. it just from a family perspective i think uh it's really worth listening to so get out there resubscribe to it third times yeah. a charm third times a well, charm this the, the second time charm. really wasn't a time you made one
1: well it was a mis- what was i thinking jim Hannah we addressed it in the show but we started it up in november our second kid was due in december i do not know what we were doing uh, to think okay. that we
0: could start up a podcast i don't know so. you thought you'd be a twitch guy too and that in that yeah that really hasn't yeah. gone anywhere realized yeah. that was yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. So check that out. Suit and Scrubs, uh, some good stuff. Um, I, we asked for pictures of your racks. And uh, um, it took us a couple of weeks, but we, the pictures started pouring in on Facebook this week. And let me say, there are some good-looking racks. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. You guys have some great-looking racks. And, uh, you know, everything from, and you got to be in the Facebook group. So facebook.com slash groups slash the average guy. Get you in. Just jump in there. I know, like, I know, I don't do Facebook. Well, just do Facebook for one thing, our group. you can block every, don't even have friends. Don't let anybody friend you. Just be in the group, right? Uh, And so a few of you, and and I I thought about even posting them on the website, but I didn't um, necessarily, as we were interviewing Paul Breran the other week, uh, he was showing an app and had his address. And he was like, Hey, you know, I got a lot of equipment here. You know, I don't know if I necessarily want to be telegraphing my address. It's not hard to find people, right, online and such, but I appreciate your transparencies as you post these things online. I do want to be careful. In our Facebook group, it's fairly locked down. Like, it's just really, I don't know, a couple hundred guys. I know most of them. They had to have permission to jump in there. Um, and, And so that's a little bit better. But I do, I do appreciate those that have security concerns about, putting all that stuff out there. That being said, uh, we got everything from, uh, from a loaded rack with everything like boxes and equipment. And I think Tim posted, he doesn't really have a rack. He just has his TV and, and it's more like the entertainment center is where everything is at. um, For him, John showed us all the boxes and the computers and stuff. Mike, did you see anything out there interesting?
1: Oh yeah. Tons. I love them all. If I had to pick a favorite so far, uh, Joe's post was... His is so clean. He's got a rack and he's got even some devices in there that are really hard to cable manage. Uh, He's got a coax splitter goes into two HD home runs. And there's I can I think if I'm looking at it right, they're almost zip tied up and down onto this back plate. It looks super clean. He's got obviously the patch panel. He's got everything. And it just so his was super clean looking. Uh, I appreciated all of them for different reasons Um, for him, though. Overall, just he integrated a lot of different stuff in there, some non-typical rack mount gear into the into the rack, and so I, I really enjoyed his. But I, I loved them all. I mean, they were great. I know that Tim Tim's was cool. John, I love John's because he, you know, he was. John is exactly the type that I think most people could do, right? Like take something that maybe isn't like, you don't have to spend a bunch of money on an, on an it rack, right? Like you, I think Jim, you do the same thing where you use the storage rack and it works great. You can store a bunch of stuff on there. Um, So yeah, there's a VCR or two in there. There is. There might be a DVD yep. player I think that I see. About that one. And then Ben's also. I really like Ben's because his is in a spot in his house where he actually ran a lot of his lines too. So he's kind of like me. He picked a central spot that he can get all of his wall jacks run to that's the one reason my rack is where it's at is because that was naturally for this house where all the lines came to uh, for phone lines and for coax. So I just went there and then I ran, I ran my own wall plates and ran my own uh, cable and did the same thing. So it worked out pretty well. So yeah, these were all great. If I didn't, if we didn't mention you, uh, we definitely saw them and loved seeing everyone's uh,
0: love senior rack. Well, from a, from a uh, couple weeks ago, Justin threw a couple from, a, from his workplace. And it has a six monitor setup. I think I've posted my workspace, my, my podcast studio at work um, before. I know I've posted the podcast studio here before. He had a six monitor setup and then a bunch of equipment being uh, a bunch of Apple equipment going in for the schools there. Justin. Yeah. And then Brian
1: obviously has, I think, the record for some of the coolest, most retro gear on, on his rack. That was, a, that was a pretty cool one as well.
0: Yeah. So appreciate you guys, uh, you doing that. Mike has posted his, I posted mine. I think that kind of covers the gamut. We'd love to see yours if you want to still post that out there. But Mike, all this chat of Unraid and Racks and servers got me kind of thinking again. And so over the weekend, I was That's doing dangerous. some... Don't start thinking about uh, Dude, I know, I know. It's, it's, you're it's, trouble here. Here. it's about to... This is, when, <laughs> this is when I usually break stuff. Right. This is usually when I lose data. It's not like I don't lose data from an accident. I lose it because I'm like... I'm going to set up a new server, you know, yeah. and fail. We just make them fail by
1: uh, moving stuff around.
0: But I was, uh, I had a, my HP n 40 L, which is a notoriously slow server. It's not very, not very big. It's got nice uh, four. It's got four bays in it. Plus you can extend that out to put more, uh, to more, put more drives in there. I've got an SSD in there to help speed it up. But I mean, it's a, it has an awful processor. It's not really good at anything. What it is good at is storage, though. It's got plenty of base space. You can do a lot of of things with it. You could put Windows on it or Linux on it. I could put Unraid on it if I wanted to. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do with that. And I wasn't going to do Unraid because you did Unraid. And I was like, you know what? It's time to build the 2019 home server. Like, I haven't done that in a long time. And Kyle's comment to me the other day, we were, I think it was in chat, maybe two or three weeks ago, I was talking about the Moro data box, right? We had those guys on, Paul for Moro data great box a terabyte of storage that's local and cache ssd in this case and then everything else and i have probably another terabyte of data that's beyond that gets pushed up to b2 we've talked about that before a uh, backblaze b2 and it's up there but kyle was was like that's not really backup and he was right that the data that i have on the b2 servers i only have in one place on the b2 servers and if something were to happen to backblaze for whatever they stop service, right? I can't get to back place. Uh, those files are gone and I don't have them anywhere locally. I put them on the Moro data box, Moro data pushed them up to B2. And it, I, Mike, I was like, Yikes, actually, he's 100% right. So I felt a little convicted, not really, but a little, a little convicted, like, Hey, I should probably make sure I have those files here somewhere else. Um, I had a lot of things running burst, and I was like, you know, I could probably pull some of that storage in, some of those hard drives in. And so I took two one terabytes in a 750, took Windows 10, put it on the box, got those going, bought another copy of Stablebit Bit Drive Pool for 15 bucks. By the way, pro tip if you if you already own Stable Bit Drive Pool and you go to buy another license, there's a there's an option when you're buying it to put your existing license in. And it goes from $30, which is a freaking steal, by the way, like $30 bucks for this software, super worth it, to $15 because it's only, it's only $15 for each license you own beyond the first one. I was thinking you had to buy them at the same time to get that price. Nope. If you own a license, you put it in, $15 bucks to get another copy. So now I'm up to three copies of Stable Bit Drive Pool here uh, doing those. One of the great things about that, I talked about it is you can put your email address in. And if any of those drives go offline for any reason, it just emails you. And it works perfectly. I mean, it's, I've been using it on these two boxes, and I've been messing around with those boxes and their drives over the last week. Tore one down and kind of built it back up as a burst box, moved some drives around. It was notifying me all the time. In fact, I got about 20 emails. Hey, I can't see the drive. Yeah, okay, just relax. I took it. I took it down. It'll be fine. So uh, Stablebit Drive Pool put all the redundancies on so that it's backing things up, put Windows on it, exposed it through an advanced sharing feature, it shows up on the network, it's another drive. It doesn't have the backup features that you would get from home server, but it is that kind of same thing we were looking for back in the day to be able to put files that are, that are duplicated, in this case, three times on those, on those drives, and and uh, gives me a little storage. Um, What's great about it is it just does file it all it does is storage. It's a great box for that. It doesn't need a lot of horsepower right. to do storage. Right. And but sta- go ahead.
1: If I mean if you've got a kind of CPU limited machine, I would actually think that would be the perfect use case for something like Unt or uh I'm not Unraid, Unraid.
0: Yeah. Because you, you already did that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you don't have all the overhead of Windows 10. Over Windows 10 has a lot of overhead that it's using for a bunch of random stuff that you have no idea what it is. Yeah. And with UnRaid could just fire up a VM
0: of Windows 10 if you ever needed it. So yeah. I didn't do it for 10. I did it for, because I know 10 really well for one. Yeah, true. And,
1: and I guess, so... I mean, if you're using it just for storage, it does
0: what it does. Piece of cake. It right. actually does what it does. It really is a nice, you know, and Windows Home Server was really nothing more than Windows under the hood. Right. Windows Server, which is really not still Windows, right? Those two OSs are pretty very similar. Um. So it, it was kind of fun. And then I've been... Taking all the files that are on the Moro data box, finding the ones that are local, so I don't have to download them yet. Now, I'm going to have to pay. <laughs> when I start pulling down the ones that are on the B2 box, because they're in cold storage, you don't, they don't charge you to upload them. They do charge you, oh, uh, yeah. I think it's a penny. It's a penny a gig or something. It's not very much. But uh, with B2, it's pretty cheap. But it's still going to cost me probably 10 15 bucks to get all that data back over time. One of the tools I did find to get that done, though, this, with, this was um, really, really cool. Back in the day, we were big uh, uh, SyncToy fans. And I actually thought about using SyncToy uh, as, a, as a software application to, to sync between the two, to move them over. Right. Make sure you want to use a sync tool. Make sure they get there. It kind of tracks it, all those other things. But, like, SyncToy has not been developed for, since, like, 2009. And it wanted some... They wanted a .NET 2.0 framework. And I'm like, you know, I just don't want .NET 2.0. I don't want that. That's an old version. I'm not interested in it. So I went with Sync Back Free. All one word, Sync Back Free. And uh free version got, they have a paid version that you can use. Um, the, the paid version's got some more functionality, stuff I didn't need. it uh, On the free version, FTP or files, you can do other, either way. Super easy to go in and select um in fact, in the as I'm selecting files to move or to sync, it'll tell me if it's on that device or if it's just a shadow of it on that device, right so when it's backed up to b2 the file oh, header great. is there yeah. but it's the file isn't that's how that that kind of works so it tells me yep files here gives me an a status and aO status means it's not there in sync back free um Rock solid. It's been great on that box. That thing actually, performance wise, has been pretty good. File write speeds aren't the greatest. Those are green drives, and it's a slow processor. I don't care. I'm moving those things over and uh, and filling that thing up, and have been getting um getting rebuilding, so to speak. I think I'm actually going to need to put another drive in there too. I'm going to fill that thing up with uh with all the files I'm moving over. But a pretty great and and it you know as I went to bed the other night, I'm like, okay, I have another copy of my Data locally, the the beauty of this is once it's synced, if it doesn't find the file on the source, just does nothing at that point. So it's perfect for me because those things are going to be backed up and go into a, you know again they're going to be backed up to B two. There's going to be a you know a shadow copy. That's not really what it's called, but a placeholder yeah. for that file. It will go to find it. It'll just say it's a placeholder. It'll just ignore it. It's like a permalink, I think, to the to the yeah. B two version of that. Yeah. You know, on that, on that box, if I wanted to go get that file that was only on B2, but it's the, the placeholders on the box, it just goes and grabs it and downloads it and you just wait for it. And when it's there, it just does its thing. Pretty great little box, but a good limitation or a good catch, Kyle, on the limitation there. And I did a lot of thinking about that, Mike. I was kind of like, okay, what are the chances B2 is going to go under? Like, or Backblaze is going to go under? I don't know. Or the what... What were the chances crash plan was going to change there? Yeah, no, kidding, right. Plans, right? Yeah. We didn't anticipate that. What you know, and and if we're really gonna be good stewards of those files, I, I need to really have a local copy. Um, and I may even move those around and do some things locally here where I've got a copy on that, and then maybe I push those to the Drobo as just another instance as well. Once I get those built up, they don't take any more space, right? Um couple terabytes isn't that much space when I have 68 terabytes of space available in the house, right? You kind of start thinking of things differently when, when you see that. So um, kind of cool. So thanks. I mean, in some ways, Mike, you with going Unraid got me kind of thinking again, like, ah, boy, it'd be nice to have a Windows server, so to speak, right, running in the house.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I'm down. That sounds super cool. And I like the way you synced those across because when you started to mention, I was like, oh man, what tool would I even use? I've been looking for a need. Uh, I don't have a need for it, but for Resilio Sync, which is the new version of BitTorrent Sync, um, I've heard really good things about that. I've never had an opportunity to check it out though. I don't know if it would have fulfilled your needs on this project, but something I've been wanting to check out, uh, R-E-S-I-L-I-O is Resilio. Um, Kind of an interesting
0: tool. Yeah, everybody kind of has their, as I was looking into this again, uh, everybody kind of has their own sync favorites, you know, and there's a bunch of different ways to, to do sync. Um, and, and actually a lot of those backup, what's really, really interesting as we were in those home server days, you know, as everybody was kind of building, those were the days when, when, you know, companies like Carbonite and Backblaze were really new. I mean, they were just starting to come online, a couple yeah. years old. And um, a lot of that sync, backup and sync stuff was kind of reserved for the enterprise. And we were out ahead of the the curve, so to speak, of testing all those things out. Um, I mean, I've done some massive work on all the cloud storage options uh, that, are, that are out there as well. But um, that's the one I went with. And, uh, worked out, uh, worked out pretty well. It, let us know, let me know what your favorite sync tool is. I'm, I'm always interested in that. I like this one. Um, but if you, if you've got a better one, I'll leave a link to the one I'm using in the show notes. Again, that is, uh, sync back free kind of a weird name. It almost smells like spam or it, I was just gonna like say, it, right it sounds spammy. Uh, no, it's all, it's all legit. Or at least it was for me. Nothing set off. The alarm bells did not get set off when I download and use it. But um, uh, Kevin says out in the chat room, always sync, uh, still has some, some good use cases and sync toy still works. That's the crazy thing about Microsoft still has it available on their websites and you can do that. Mike, you got, a, you got to something about an ISP in Lincoln. I don't quite understand what you were, what you're saying there, but talk a little bit about that story.
1: So uh, this is the one actually, Jim, I wanted to issue a little tech challenge to everyone because this is one of those where I had a problem and I honestly was so baffled uh, until I found the right article on Google and until I entered the right search terms on Google. So here in Nebraska, in Lincoln, there is a new ISP that has come around called Allo. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. A-L-L-O. Fantastic ISP. They're fiber. They're in Lincoln. Uh, My... My uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they have ALO. they are getting, I want to say gigabit speeds for half the price that I'm paying for Cox. I mean, just ridiculously low. I think that it's gigabit for like $50 a month or something. I mean, just ridiculously low speeds. So I was, uh, we've been playing Xbox a lot. He got an Xbox we've been playing and and he is constantly having connection issues to get into our games and voice chat. It'll kick him out. We can't invite him, things like that. Well, I know that traditionally on the Xbox, that is a NAT issue, right? On the Xbox, you need to have open NAT. And if you have anything like moderate or strict, that can cause problems. And especially with a game like Call of Duty, Call of Duty really likes to have a special port uh, 3075 that it can open up and everything along and it'll, it'll work. So I said, okay, no problem. Next time I go down, I know how to fix this. You know, the network that's usually super easy. I'll port forward or I'll turn on UPnP or in the off chance, I'll put you in the, the DMZ, right? So we have some options here. I went down there, uh, logged into their router. Well, first of all, I got on the Xbox and it says you have double NAT. Now, for those of us who are techie and networking, most of us know that double NAT would mean that somehow he has two routers in the house that are both natting and it's causing issues before getting out. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Maybe they have a, you know, I set up all their technology. So I'm like, well, maybe they changed something. Maybe they added a second router. Maybe they added a a wireless access point. That's in router mode behind their first modem router. No, no, it, the Xbox was plugged straight into the modem that they got from Alo, but it's saying double NAT. So that was my first little trigger that something, this might not be something I can control. So I got into the router, I had logged in to the modem router provided by ALO. tried UPnP, still double NAT. Tried port forwarding, still double NAT. Tried putting it in the DMZ, still double NAT. Like it was, nothing was working and he was constantly getting moderate NAT settings, which was in, in the Xbox world, in Call of Duty world especially that is gonna have you're gonna have issues connecting to other people who have moderate um, settings so uh, come to find out after a little bit of Google foo so this is where I would have issued the challenge to you guys after hearing those facts you know I I had no idea what to do I was like I've never seen double nat with one router in the house like I just didn't even think I I hadn't experienced it yet so obviously I hadn't uh, hadn't googled it So apparently this was my first experience and Alo just made the switch because I should have told you guys too. This recently started happening with him about two months ago. They've had Alo for about half a year. It was fine. Then all of a sudden it changed. So Alo is switching their entire network over to what is called carrier grade NAT or CGN for short. So I had never heard of this. So essentially what they are doing is instead of giving each home its own public IP address, they are essentially doing natting on their end as well. So they're taking a public IP and then they're issuing a lot of private IPs to all to a you know a large section of homes in neighborhoods. It allows them to use less public IPs. And Jim, I'm guessing this is how they cut costs. I'm guessing this is a, a way that they don't need as many public IPs. And so it allows them, they're doing natting. And then the home is also doing the NAP. But, you know, so, okay, that's great. Uh, But there are so many other ways that I think they could have done this. They could have either done IPv6. IPv6 was not an option in the router. That just solves all the issues. If you're going to do that, I've never seen someone do a double NAP because it wreaks havoc for people who are trying to do anything with hosting at home. If I mean, I love this service, but if I lived down there, Jim, this wouldn't be an option for me because... Think about it, you can't do any sort of port forwarding. So good luck getting a VPN back to your home because you do not have a public IP. You can't use dynamic DNS. You know, so you couldn't use like a duck DNS service to even tell the outside world what your public IP address is, because you don't have one. You have a private IP from your ISP. So uh, just a very odd implementation. Not really sure why ALO has done it this way. Come to find out, you can pay a little bit extra and get yourself a public IP. Um, so I think it's like $5 extra a month, you know, my brother and sister-in-law are like the opposite of tech people. They just want it to work. They don't care. Like, you know, I don't, I'll deal with it, you know, whatever. We we can just hop back in the game after we get kicked out. It's no big deal. I'm not going to pay $5 extra. Uh, but just a very interesting implementation from an ISP. And I had never heard of carrier grade Nat. Um, they, they said it was kind of similar to how essentially the wireless carriers do it. So your Verizons, your ATT, your Sprints, apparently that is kind of how it all started. Uh, but since then, I think a lot of the wireless carriers use IPv6 for a lot of their stuff to issue those addresses out. Uh, so yeah, not sure why you would go with this carrier grade NAT instead of doing IPv6. I also don't know why you wouldn't just give each house a public IP like every other ISP out there. Um, Jim, you know, you and me, we it might change. It's not static. We don't pay for a static IP, but we have a public IP attached to our homes attached to that modem. Uh, and that was not the case here. So super frustrating that I didn't figure that out till the very end. Uh, I was racking my brain. And then the, the correct Google term finally got me onto an article on Reddit, actually. So thank goodness for Reddit of someone talking exactly about this issue.
0: This might be a small town internet problem too. Cause so these guys, ALO, are actually division of Nelnet and yes, you know, exactly. Nelnet, right? Nelnet is, uh, famous, at least here in the in the Omaha area, for for um, uh, college loans. Nelnet does a lot of college servicing. They're, Nelnet was actually a startup here in Lincoln uh, from some students out of University of Nebraska at Lincoln. They're super famous in well that college, anyways. And uh, but they service the areas they service: Grand Island, Kearney, you know, some of the outlying. Um, uh, when we think of the small rural. Nebraska towns um, that are available. That's Scotts Bluffs, Ogallala, North Platte, Gearing. Those are you know Fort Morgan out in Colorado. So it wouldn't be surprise me. I mean, that's a challenge to run IP services or ISP services in small towns, anyways. Those anybody who's tried to, to to own an ISP in a small town just knows those things are not profitable at all, and most of your customers are. Are like that, they just don't care. They're like, Yeah, you know, why doesn't this thing just work? And so, no surprise, actually, kind of thinking about it like, okay, so they're trying to cut some corners here to make it profitable. Lincoln is, um, uh, you know, Lincoln's a, it's our state capital, but it's a pretty small, it's still pretty small in regards to actually population. So, interesting. Yeah. Something, how, how many hours do you think you burn on that?
1: Uh, not too many. I was down there. You know, we kind of gave up on it. I was I was playing around with it probably an hour and a half, um, two hours, playing with different settings, seeing if we could get it to work. Uh, but just nothing was was uh, getting it up and running.
0: Well, it's um. There's always those challenges. I'm sure uh, we've heard. Certainly, Cox has got its things going on. Uh, Comcast, Verizon, you know, they've got all their big problems. <clears throat> Small town internet. Uh, one, you're super grateful to even have it sometimes, right. you know. And two, you're just super happy it works, <laughs> you know, when, when you do get it. Mike, this week, uh, I've been listening to a lot. I've I said this, I've said this a couple of times, but I've been listening to Richard and Josh over at Entertainment 2.0 a bunch, as well as Rich Hay, uh, Windows Observer. And um, both of them have mentioned the Windows 7 is, uh, you know, we're, we're a year away. This may be the longest year in the world when it comes to Windows 7 support, because a year from now, and some change, no, actually, no, take some change away from that, where we are on the 365 downhill slide to Windows 7 support. I'd actually be interested in hearing from you, if you have a, still have a Windows 7 box, and what are you using it for? We have one in the living room. Media Center is on it. It is still, it, Media Center is, it just runs so well. Like, it is so great. It's perfect for Sarah. It does exactly what she needs to do. We've talked about that here on the show before. But I've been prepping her for, like, hey, okay, Windows 7 support, it's done in a year. TV Guide may go away in a year. Do we have to do anything now? No. But for the last year, I've been trying to make Plex work. And if you've been listening to Dave McCabe over at Reset... I think he's tried it and dropped that about 18 times in the last five or six years. I think most recently he's tried it and dropped it again. I've been paying for it for a, at least a year, maybe two years using their DVR, running them through Silicon dust tuners. I have two, two, uh, two tuner cards. So four in the house. Eh, some success. They have a guide. They have some guide data now, blah, blah, blah. But Mike, I don't know what got into me. I was, maybe I was, thinking about a podcast you and I had done maybe six months ago and you're like, Jim, you got to try this YouTube TV thing, right? So I got home from listening to the podcast. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give this YouTube TV a try, right? 14 day trial and you can try it for free 40 bucks a month, right? I think that's going to stop some people when you think about, about it. But Mike, put that thing on, we'll sign up for the service accessed it through the Xbox, got it on the computer, got it on my phone, put it on the shield, listen on the Nvidia shield. It is freaking awesome, freakishly awesome. Like it it's incredible. Uh it works out really really well on the shield. And I kind of started thinking 40 bucks could Maybe. be a new addition to the budget. Well, I'm already spending 5 bucks a month on Plex. So right. we're down to 35 bucks. And then I think about all the storage that I have, you know, and the maintenance of it and keeping it up and keep it, keeping it going. And then I thought about this, hmm. YouTube TV, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and here in the Midwest, the Big Ten Network.
1: Yep. Fox Sports, CBS, SN, because that's what I'm watching the Creighton game on right now. CBSSN is on there. I mean, they have every single, TT. the only thing you will not get that. Well, and this won't bother you because you've never yeah. had it, but like NFL red zone this past season, apparently they've been trying to get it. They don't have NFL network or NFL red zone, but may come. So um,
0: I kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking Mike, it's like, okay, we may not bite right now. Like, I don't know if I still have a need. Everything is still working. I don't know if she wants to change. I don't, I'm not, I don't need to watch more TV. It's the worst sports season that starts, like, Super Bowl ends, worst sports season is now to baseball, right? And, um, you know, pitchers and catchers. That's what we start, we start counting down the days to pitchers and catchers. So, but I'm giving it, um, I'm giving it a serious, some serious thought. The one drawback uh, that I'm thinking, uh, by the way, guide data is great. Um, One of the things I hate about Plex is it takes so long to get the channel, and I'm a channel surfer. So, like, commercial happens, I want to go, I want to immediately move to another channel. Like, boom, 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 I'm moving. In Plex, can you do it? Yes. Is it clean? No. Like, it takes a while. I'm running on a super fast box, and it takes a while for that thing to click over.
1: And I don't think that'll ever be fixed, to be honest, because it's got to tell HD Home Run to tune a different channel. It's just there is that integration right there. Is it's I think that's why it's so slow.
0: Yeah, forty bucks worries me because it's not forty bucks today. It's you know Netflix just raised their price. Hulu did some changes in their pricing recently. Um, you you know you kind of go how soon till that's forty five and then 50 and then 75 and you start going, damn, I, I could just have done cable. If you know, cable is still more
1: expensive, but it is way more expensive for, especially for all the lineup you get. Plus Jim, I think the big, have you used the cloud DVR yet? Part of YouTube. Um,
0: so I scheduled things to, to, record like that's that's in quotes right it's not recording It it's just they're ear tagging right yeah, no, it is because it's pulling in if you do your local
1: network channels you get your local commercials really so, so i don't know how they're doing it they have tuners in each region i'm guessing because you put in your city and it has to be a city that's on their in their system um and then so like i can record the news in omaha okay, yeah on youtube yeah, TV, yeah. right
0: yeah, kind of crazy. So it and is it's your version. I, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking. They got to do some economies of scale where if oh, you I'm set sure. the news to record and I set the news to record, it recruits it one time. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing they have a DVR in each kind of region yeah. that's just recording this stuff, and you get access to that file right. essentially. Right. But yeah, you're adding that stuff to a library, and you, you can watch it on anywhere on any device. It's not tied to a box. The DVR feature on that is top-notch and the fact that you can record cable channels. Uh, you know, Jim, until you've said it, I don't know why I still use so much Plex recording on TV uh, instead of just, we have YouTube TV, but we only use YouTube TV for the cable channel aspect of things. Uh-huh. Uh, we still watch everything else on Plex, but I didn't even didn't really think about that. But yeah, that's the best part about it. You get any device anywhere,
0: your DVRs is with you, wherever you go. It's great. But I, I think those recordings are only available only in quotes, nine months. So I think, oh, shoot. Um, So I think that that's a limitation. You're going to have some guys and gals who are going to be like, no, no, no. I recorded this thing. I want it forever. Or I want to create a, uh, you know, I'm creating my own box set of the series to go back and watch it whenever I want. I do think that's a serious limitation where I think you're only going to get now. Nine months is a long time to go watch it. Right. But if you want to keep series... Information. This is probably not going to do that for you. I don't know what really would though. Well, Plex would for sure.
1: Well, right? Plex is your only your local channels. Yeah, no, no, right, no, right on. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's yours, right? Yeah. But uh... no, 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 right on. And uh, what I'm, I guess, what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking though for for streamers, true streamers, you're going to watch it and record the real time stuff as it's happening, right? And then you're going to end up on Netflix or Prime or Hulu to get the series, the TV series is after they've already been, they've aired live. Right. So like right now, um, uh, what's the, what's the new Star Trek one? It's, that's not Star Trek. Uh, It starts with an O. Uh, Why can't I remember that? I don't don't know. know. Anyways, it's in its second season. You can't get the first season on YouTube because it's already on, it's already somewhere else. And so I'm going to need a streaming. If I want to watch the first season of it, uh, New Girl would be another one where those seasons are available on Netflix right now. So I got to go watch season uh, Orville. Yeah, that's the one we were looking for. Thanks, guys. Uh, Discovery is the new Star Trek. That would have been, that would have been a correct answer too. Um, But we think about that. CBS All Access is one channel. Uh, You can record CBS shows, unlimited YouTube TV, right? Right. Uh, As well as NBC and and ABC and all the other, you know, Fox, all the other channels. So man, it is Mike, it's a tough one not to kind of take seriously. And at 40 bucks, it's not a fly by night. It's, you don't, you know, it's kind of one of those things you're like, I kind of think they thought about it and I think they kind of priced it in the right spot. Well, it yeah. had to be low enough for people to bite the bullet and switch
1: from cable. And it is, right? It's much lower. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't really think of a reason. You know, if you like those sport channels,
0: 40 isn't is isn't bad. No, no. Well, and to get the Big Ten Network, like we, Sarah this year, she's like, hey, are the Huskers on? And I'm like, oh, they're on the Big Ten Network. Yeah. Yes, uh, we have to go to DJs, which isn't always bad.
1: But it costs you. <laughs> but- and you'll, you'll spend the well, meal that'll
0: be 40 bucks right there exactly. right? That's 40 bucks yeah. right
1: there and yeah. the the other cool thing jim is you can also share youtube tv with your family so up to six members so you invite let's say uh your kids if they have a gmail account you just invite them add them to your family they can watch uh, as well so you could make it less than 40 if you and your son want to split it then it's 2020 you True. your son your daughter split it you know and you've got a, you know you could split it up with someone and uh make it a little bit cheaper
0: I just make them buy the beer when they come over. There that'll be go. the yeah. That'll be the, the difference. This, Jim. Really? When you think about it. <laughs> just don't tell YouTube. I'm sure that's in their user agreement that I can't charge uh for people to come watch these things. Well, Mike, I uh it's another option. And it's got me seriously thinking kind of like, you know, I actually deleted Plex off of the off my main box here. Oh interesting. And I was, yeah, I was kinda like, well, I don't know if I need Plex anymore. And I have plenty of ways to get to Plex if I want to do it that way. But it was, I, one, I'm not watching a lot of TV. So this is another factor. It's kind of like, I could just watch it. I've been watching, and I've and actually there are some shows that find their way onto YouTube, right? So you can just yep. watch them there. Um, So I've been watching on, I think it's on Hulu. I've been watching Hunting Hitler. I think that's what it's called. And they're they're going back and doing some an investigation of of Hitler's travels from yeah, Germany. It. But it's a at, show on Discovery, isn't it? It is, but it's made its. I think okay. it's made its way to Hulu now. Okay, yeah, Discovery Chan- no, Channel, no History, History Channel. Channel. It's a History Channel, it's Channel show.
1: It's History Channel, yeah.
0: Yep. And if you are into those kind of conspiracy theory techno, because they're using a ton, a ton of tech. Like if you are into these Mystery Channel shows and then you want to add it with just the the most tech that you could find in a show like they're doing ground radar they're doing all kinds of aerial surveillance they're this guy's running a program that so there's all these declassified documents from the 40s on hitler
1: what brought it out is like those became declassified at some point so that
0: triggered them to make the show right yeah so this guy put all these documents in he had he had created this this um, application just for these things of finding for cold cases and finding these things where you load in tons of documents. And then it does some things to show locations or show people or tie things together. It's super cool what they did. But yeah, that's kind of what kicked it off. And uh, a pretty cool like, you know, the, the premise. Okay, it's cool. I mean, He's dead now. <laughs> so it's not like we're going to find him alive down in Argentina, right? Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> but that being said, the technology they're using to, to get this thing is is pretty cool. That is one of those things, streaming on Hulu. And, you know, you're just going to, although as a Sprint customer, there's not a lot of great things about being a Sprint customer. One is you get free Hulu. So that's not bad. Six many people know about that? There's, my dad told my dad still, their whole family's
1: on Sprint. And uh, he was telling me about that. That's a cool little, little perk of being on Sprint. I mean, that's
0: 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, uh, SP says Vikings on History Channel for the one. Yeah, that's a good... That's another... God, there's so many good... Those, those History Channel or History shows that have taken technology and are using all this new technology to discover things. Pretty great. I mean, it's just a... They're pretty awesome. So I've kind of gotten into the... I've kind of got I've also been watching uh you know, what's the name of it? It's an older show from a couple of years ago, but it would be like, what would happen if every human disappeared? What would happen to the planet? Like how would, you know, would plants take over, animals, how would things return to it? I don't know. It gets me interested in those things, Mike, but it's those rabbit holes you get down. Kind oh of like you're you my know gosh. Yeah. Well, I think um I think um well we're gonna talk some more about it. Sarah had surgery, a little surgery on Monday. so she's not really up to talking much about those things. But we're going to, I think that it's going to be an option that I'm going to float around out there for a while. I, I've got another week on the, the 14-day trial. Definitely worth, if you just get, do the 14-day, it'll take a credit card, but you can cancel it. I think it's worth giving it a look if you're a big sports guy or gal. Right. Um, if you, if you miss some of those cable channels... By the way, different in every location. So make sure you go to youtube, .youtube tv.youtube.com and put in your zip code and it'll tell you all the channels that are available to you there. They're different by region. Do you want to say something?
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, for, for the techie, you know, it's probably a little bit harder of a decision because we have other options. If you are someone who is still paying for cable, you should really consider like, I think Jim, our listeners who are paying for any sort of cable service, those I think are the listeners should that should give it a shot. Go plug it in. See what channels are there. Yeah, you're going to give up some channels like HGTV, not on there. NFL, NFL Red Zone, supposedly coming next season. Who knows? But if you're paying for cable, give it a check because the, I was itching. I could not wait for my two-year agreement with Cox to be up. And it came up last July and I switched instantly. And that cut $100 out. You know, I was paying like 100 I was paying $110 just for some of the cable stuff because you got to think. Every box in your home for cable, that's like five bucks a month, you know. So that's 15, 20 bucks, depending on how many TVs you have. Plus they gouge you on every single package. So uh YouTube, it's a it's a flat fee. That's also what I like about it. Except for I think you can add showtime in maybe. For yeah, an extra you can feed. they
0: do have some add ins now. There's uh, like fifteen add ins. So. Oh, are there really? Yeah. Okay. okay. But for yeah. the most part, like all those sports
1: channels are not in their own tier, uh, things like that. So yeah, kind of nice.
0: Um, SP mentions the name of that show, Life After People, and uh, you can get that on YouTube, by the way. You don't have to, you don't have to go anywhere to get that. I've been watching that straight on YouTube where you can kind of find some of those things that have made their way to YouTube. It has been, I don't know, I'm fascinated by it. So um, in, a, in the Facebook group uh, this week, Kevin, or I think it was last week, Kevin Schoonover, who does this all the time, shared is a new, not really new, but a Z-Moto cam. It's, they're called The Pivot, P-I-V-O-T. The pivot. It was fifty bucks. Normally ninety nine. I can't not jump. It's ten eighty p. It's three sixty camera. Here's the box. I actually have it set up in the living room right now, and in uh, a good little camera. The 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 motor in it's a little noisy, but uh, the camera quality is good. The it's almost has a one eighty angle on the camera itself. So is that thing like I don't even uh, in a lot of cases. Have it sitting in the living room. I've been spying on Sarah. She doesn't know it, but uh, <laughs> actually, she does. She goes, "Are you going to spy on me with that thing?" Yep. yep. <laughs> yes, I am. Yep. Yes, I am. Actually, spying on the cat. Um, but a good little. Uh, if you were going to have a device in the house where you wanted to be able to control it or see a wide angle on it or get access, um, get access to it remotely, they got a good little app. Zmodo was on the show. Oh, a couple months ago, back in the summer, I have that, uh, I have that cam that they gave me that actually is watching the front door. That cam and this, in this uh, pivot share the same app, which is really cool to get, have both on one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably move it around. I actually thought about bringing it down here and putting it up on the shelf up here and having it see the whole basement area down here. I have a lot of really equipment nice, down yeah. here, right? Uh, 16 gig of memory on there. It, you, it's got cloud options as well, if you want to pay. There's a service you can buy on 20 bucks or something a month where you can pay to have those stuff stored in the cloud, or I think you can store it locally for 50 bucks. Kevin, thanks. Oh, by the way, humidity, temperature as well. It tracks that over time, which is kind of interesting. It's got a two-way intercom on it, so you can push a button and talk through to somebody. If you had an older parent, grandparent that you wanted to be able to talk to them through the app, check in on them, this would be great, especially in rooms where you need 360 coverage, the motor is not the quietest. I think I mentioned that. Um, it is a Bluetooth speaker, which is interesting. Ooh, as well. I didn't, I didn't, okay. uh, I haven't tried. Well, dude, it's only this big. Like, so right. how good is that oh, speaker? And, it's,
1: and the, the speaker is probably a tiny part of that. But
0: uh, a cam sitting by a chair and somebody just wants to have some music playing or a podcast playing. Right. Like they don't care. I mean, super convenient. How big is um, it? Uh, size wise. Yeah, size wise. Uh, about half this. This is almost real size, right? So
1: like a, like a pop can?
0: Yeah. A little bigger than a pop can. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a perfect, that's a perfect analogy. I think if you see these again and you're interested for 50 bucks, uh, it's a buy. Uh, I'm going to give it a buy rating on it. If I remember Um, correctly,
1: the Zmodo ones, they do not have like an RTSP stream or anything that you can put into
0: the Sighthound or Blue Iris, right? Correct. Yeah. No, you are definitely doing it on the app only. Kind okay. of tight piece, but they make they have been making really good equipment.
1: No Just, kidding. Now it's an ecosystem you could totally get into with all their different product offerings and for the prices that these cameras are coming out at, this could be your camera ecosystem.
0: Yeah, it even came with two door sensors uh, as well in the box. So if you want to put those on there, it's got some. You know, it's got the here's the actual sensor. This go, these are a little big. I'm not going to. Yeah, lie. a little big. Here's your sensor, and and there's. Uh, a little big for those. I'm not putting them up in the house here because we're going to be moving at some point And I really don't want to tear these things down. Um, but it does for 50. Not only do you get the, the pivot, you get the, you get two door sensors with it. You can pair those together. And there's some things in the app you can do uh, to say, hey, when this door opens, turn the camera towards that door. And you can kind of teach it to do. It's got... In the app, you can kind of say, only monitor these sections for movement. Uh, if you want, like, hey, I only, like, the front door is here. I only want you to do anything if this, if you see motion in this area okay, type deal. So um, pretty cool, Mike. I think it's, uh, if you miss this one, maybe there'll be others. But if you see deals come up on that, I'm kind of liking the Zmodo brand. It's one of those easy to use apps work well. I still need to work on getting it saving all the, you know, anything when it senses saving all that someplace I can actually get to it and use it if I need it that I've tried these cameras and then I just, I, you know, I look at them live. Oh, that's cool. great. Right. I can yeah. see the sun <laughs> <laughs> or oh, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. so pretty cool. No, uh, we're so Kevin, thanks for dropping that in the, uh, no and kidding. Check, and I, I love the deals he's been
1: posting. And also another huge shout out. I just want to thank Tony Rayner has been just killing it on Twitter. Uh, he actually got Unraid to retweet last or to tweet out about our podcast. That was awesome because he mentioned and he's just been uh, super complimentary on Twitter. So Tony, thanks for everything you've been doing for us and the promotions you've been doing. And that was really cool to have Unraid, you know, take an interest in the podcast. And, and uh, I know that, we, you know, all of our Unraid fans here, were pretty excited to hear that.
0: Mike, you got to reach out to them and say, see if they got an expert that'll come on the show. That'd be fantastic. You should just, since you're the Unraid guy, you've been doing it. Shoot them a note. If they say no, they say no. But I bet we could get, we could get somebody from there. I mean, we're talking about it enough. Uh, Give that if you're, if you're comfortable with that. Um, Somehow this showed up back in the basement, uh, the the egg minder. (laughs) So I, you know, I bought this about a year and a half ago and it sat on my kitchen table for like, I don't know, a year. And I, I cracked the seal on the box right there. You can kind of see it. that's as far as I got on opening this thing. We kind of made fun of it. I think I got it for six bucks. So remember the egg minder uh, was a wink product that was wifi controlled. And it would tell you when you ran out of eggs. It was, okay. it was yeah. kind of at the beginning of the, of that whole smart home time. <laughs> like, like, is it really that serious of a problem that you need <laughs> to know when you've run out of eggs? Yeah. Um, so anyways, it, sh- Sarah found it somewhere, I'm not exactly sure where she found it, but it showed up on my desk and I was like, oh my gosh, it even has an indicator light that shows which egg is the oldest by when you
1: really, from the time you put it in, <laughs> yeah. that's okay. That feature might actually be useful.
0: Yeah. Talk about a niche that didn't really need to be filled. Yeah, no. Cause I don't know about you, but do you have eggs that sit around long enough to even care uh, we
1: do because oh, do
0: we're on spurts of when we use eggs because uh,
1: Emmett's allergic. So it's really a select time that we'll get out an egg and use it. You know, it's got to be just for Hannah or I because he's allergic and we don't do too much baking, which is usually where you use your eggs. So yeah, ours do actually sit around for a little bit and uh, it's kind of hit or miss if we're using them or not using them.
0: Let's, we'll, we'll just do a little bit of an unboxing. Yeah, okay,
1: there, there we go. Still, live, unboxing. Yeah.
0: A live unboxing. It's actually a really nice little, nice padded case. That's in there. And of course, some instructions that go with it like this. And Mike, I am not going to lie. This is a beautiful, beautifully designed egg holder. It actually does look really nice. No, it really is. That comes, like your lid comes off like that. This is beautiful. And then eggs in there, they light up when you put it in there. There's a place in the back for your battery. I imagine it takes a AA battery that's probably dead by now because uh, I haven't used this thing. A manual on-off switch on the back to turn it on. Um quirky is with this Q Q U quirky Q U R K Y quirky egg thing. I'm I'm actually try this again. Like beautiful. Look at that. So, what we give it a try. What are some other
1: use cases? I'm trying to think like, you know, F or were you cook in
0: meth, and you could put it in here. No,
1: well, I'm thinking of like, okay, I'm running low on something else, like golf balls, uh, shotgun Ooh. shells. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to think of like other things that would fit in there that you would need to count and use. I can't think of anything right now, but uh,
0: I don't know. There's got to be other use cases, you know, bath yeah, bombs for or the just bath. eggs.
1: Oh, bath bombs, you know, yeah, oh, bath, yeah. Bombs.
0: yeah right. bath bombs. Yeah, bath bombs would work, or just eggs actually. Or yeah, just I think, the use- I think it'll work. Uh, it was made I for think it'll work. These things, this, this whole idea of packaging being so elegant, you know, thank you Apple for now forcing everybody to create elegant packaging. Like I tried to put the, my, my Apple watch box back together. No, no. It, it requires a PhD in box folding. It's like, Holy cow. This design has gotten a little carried away. So right. we'll give, um, I still may give this quirky, uh, a try up there. It was just funny that I found that. A couple updates too. You know, I, maybe I spoke a little too soon on the uh, ShopCo earbud replaced or uh, Air AirPods, right? That I bought. I bought these earbuds. They were called hmm, what were they called? Let's see. Uh, what did ShopCo call them? HomePods? No, something crazy. It was a total ripoff, right? And they were forty bucks. I didn't give them a very good review, and I said I was going to take them back. And then I was at ShopCo, and they were like, no returns. Because the store's closing, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? Well, I guess I'll just use them. So I put them in my bag, my gym bag, and I've been wearing them three, four, five, six, seven times at the gym. And actually, they're not as bad as I thought they were. Really? So, yeah. As often as they were? Yeah. Well, like, so I get in the gym, put them in, push one down, it pairs. And it pairs quickly. Like, hold it down. It says on. Pairing. Pairing complete. Like that. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Push the other one. It says teaming complete. So now they're they're teamed together. Right. Put on YouTube. Still awful latency uh, between the two. Phone calls are still only in one ear and not two, which is okay. interesting. So when I'm listening to messages or whatever back, that's okay. I don't do a lot of phone calls anyway, so it's not a big deal. Um, but sound has been great. Portability has been great. Charges have been great sound you know good enough that it gets me through so you know what i first kind of thought was man i just wasted 40 bucks it was really 38 um i'm kind of thinking like well okay for the cheap guy like me (laughs) at times uh, this isn't so bad like if you don't want to drop the 140 on airpods this could be a good alternative and they look just like it. Everybody's like, oh, hey, you got new AirPods. And I'm like, actually, they're ripoffs. <laughs> you know, they are definitely ripoffs. But, Mike, I wouldn't, uh, I, you know, I, I wouldn't, they're not, okay, this, this is not a $140 pair of AirPods.
1: Right. Trust well, but if you know device. that going in, if you've yeah. got that understanding and you know they're $40 ones, then they, I mean, if they get the job done, they get the job done. And I think for a lot of people, if you're not, you watching YouTube, if you're just listening to music, obviously the delay is not even an issue.
0: Yeah. Right. No, you don't even, you don't even know podcasts, yeah. music, you don't even know. Um, so I may turn that review around a little bit. And uh, if you're thinking of some, you know, if you want to go that route, you need them for that. And you know, you're, you're willing to take a little less quality. Uh, maybe not a bad option. I'm not telling you to run out to the Shopco site and buy them, although they are, they are cheap right now. Um, uh, Cause is going to go out of business. There will be no returns. I'm just warning you. If you do that, there will be no returns on those, but uh but uh, definitely worth the, the forty bucks. So super cool, Mike. Are you okay? You were super still. I thought for sure you were locked oh, up. No, not locked
1: up. No, it's like overtime with the Creighton game, and I'm so I'm sorry. I Ooh. keep like drifting down. No, no, Creighton it's Uh good. big
0: game for Creighton. I just keep good drifting stuff. down, getting caught on that game. Got a new twist on HelloFresh, but do you have anything else to add before we wrap this up and everybody just turns it off because I'm going to talk about HelloFresh, but don't because I have a so twist. now all right, you know. Fast forward, you know, done. No, don't I got I got an interesting twist. Anything else to add? No, I want to hear about uh, hear what's what's new with, with Hello this Fresh. twist. All right, so we were of course as we've been cooking a lot more with with HelloFresh. Um, Sarah is a big Pampered Chef user, and if you know Pampered Chef, it's really good stuff. Like. There's, there's nothing like cutting an onion or garlic or whatever, chopping it up with their chopper. They have this little hand chopper, you know, put it down, chop, 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 hit that thing about 20 times, done. Like, super cool. We have all their measuring gadgets, I mean, we have tons of gadgets from Pampered Chef. And I didn't realize how helpful they were until I was the one starting to do the chopping, right? And then you're like, oh, man. Now I can see why people buy these fancy knives and this chopper and all these other things, pizza stones. And we had had a big pan that uh, we had had for fifteen years, and we just we just wore it out. And I was going to buy a new one for. Her, and so I went to our pampered chef uh, gal at work, and I'm like, "Hey, can I buy a new one?" She's like, "What's wrong with the old one?" I said, "Well, you know, it's kind of worn out." She's like, "No, those are guaranteed for life." She's like, um, "I'll get you an RMA." So that afternoon, I had an email like, "Here's your RMA number. Send the thing in." Now these are. pans, right? Yeah. So we boxed it up and we sent it in. I thought, there's no way they're going to take this thing. Nope. Week later, brand new pan. I was like, holy cow. Like, okay. Like, this is legit. Great customer service. back up everything they do. So it's like, okay. I mean, I'm going to give that rep some something for that. Like, so I go to her and I'm like, hey, I need to buy a pizza stone. And she's like, actually... We're running deals on pizza stones right now, and if you do a party, I'm like, I don't want people that come over. She's like, no, 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 just do it online. We'll just set you up a store. You, we'll just run it for two weeks. Anybody that buys stuff f- through it gets, you know, you, you'll get credit for that. And and I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. So um, I'm going to do this for her. This is kind of what I'm doing it for uh, for her because she's a, she's a friend of mine. But if guys or gals, if you're big pampered chef fans, and you should be, actually. There's a lot of cooking gadgetry and nerdery that exists inside Pamper Chef. Like I did not realize, Mike. Like just the nerdery that goes on around cooking.
1: Uh, well, with those guys. and the quality. Uh, you know, Jim. We kind of recently got into cast iron. Uh, I think. I think I'm going to talk about this. My sister got us a cast iron pot for Christmas, and since then we have bought the cast iron skillet. Uh, things that last a long time and with warranties like that, like that lifetime warranty, I mean, that is worth the money. I think we live in a world now with the cheap Amazon, buy it, use it for a year, it goes bad. You don't buy another one later, who cares about it? But man, some of that stuff, Jim, just like you said, you had that pan already for 15 years. Then you get a brand new one. And you didn't pay a dime more. Like that $200 back then, you haven't spent any more money on any pan since then. And you just got another one that's probably going to last another 15 years, right? So... Uh,
0: it's pretty since, cool. Since I've been doing these, uh, HelloFresh commercials here at the end, I've been hearing from people via email and they're like, yeah, I, I do a lot of cooking. I do a lot of the cooking too. Or like, Hey, is this really save you that much time or those kinds of things? And so gentlemen and ladies that are out there, I know you're doing this. So for a friend of mine, or we're going to do a little, a little pampered chef party, completely virtual. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to cook anything or whatever. We have set up a site for you if you just go to pamperedchef.com slash party slash Jim Super easy to remember. Again, no pressure here. It's only going to be open for a week or two. So if you're listening to the live version of it, you got a while. But if you're listening to the recorded version of it, it's not going to be around forever. We're going to kind of run this thing out pretty quick. Just get it done. I don't want to be pimping this thing forever. I really, listen, I'm going to buy a pizza stone out of the deal, So which we just love their pizza stones. Mike they have this deep dish pizza stone too like if you're into deep dish pizza it's the stone on the bottom and then the sides where you can kind of build Oh really? Them. Oh dude. Yeah I may get one just for me. Well just I'm on the
1: side one. now I'm kind of looking at
0: Yeah. Pretty great if you're a pizza fan. John Big sh- sent me a picture. He had made a, like a pizza lasagna thing this this last weekend. He calls himself Hello John by the way. That's what he started. <laughs> 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 That's what he started doing cuz they talk about Hello Fresh so much. So Pamperedchef.com slash party slash Jim Collison if you want to get uh if you want to get in on that. Anything's appreciated. Again, I'm just doing this for my friend because she did such a great job of helping me out. Uh get that, get that pan replaced. I kind of want to repay her just in business for it. So if you're thinking about buying something, maybe you got a birthday coming up. We kind of miss Christmas, but that's okay. Get it for next Christmas. One of those kinds of things. They have got all kinds of cooking, geek- geekery. Um, that is pretty great. You've been listening to the show for any length of time. You know, we're grill nerds, you know, we're barbecue nerds, you know, we're food nerds, and we love the kitchen guts. I mean, God's sakes, I have an egg minder sitting right behind me, right? Yeah. So, so love to have you do it. Again, don't forget pamperchef.com slash party slash Jim Collison. If you want to jump in on the HelloFresh, I get plenty of coupons all the time. Just let me know. Jim at the tv. I'll ship you a little code. You can either get, I still think I have a bunch of coupons for completely free or uh, 40 bucks and I get 30, whatever, whatever you want to do. I'd love to have you take, uh, take advantage of it. Uh, Mike, I actually, with Sarah out, we haven't been cooking together. I actually have three HelloFresh meals sitting in the fridge right now that I think are going to be Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, <laughs> entire and, weekend. There no, go, right on. I got the weekend covered, which is pretty great. We did Chinese tonight because I got out of work. i um, so late and I have to cook right now while Sarah recovers. We are live every Thursday, except this week, we're Wednesday. We're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TV Live. A uh, few crypto updates. Don't go away. Don't go running off. You know, this isn't scary. In fact, I have some, no, no, I don't have any good news on crypto. We uh, will stay around for a little post-show crypto. Uh, with that, we'll say goodnight,